Welcome to the CND Podcast. I'm Clinical Editor Christopher Stewart. For the National Diabetes Prevention Week, I caught up with Dr. Mahinder Patel, RPS Board and Assembly Member, who has a special interest in diabetes and health status among black and minority ethnic groups. We discussed some startling diabetes statistics, what patients are at risk from type 2 diabetes, the symptoms that you may see in the community, and NHS England's Diabetes Prevention Programme. Mahindra, how big is the sort of problem of type 2 diabetes within the UK? Type 2 diabetes is a, is a huge problem. It's a growing problem, Chris. And I think it's, it's worrying for everybody because of the various complications it can lead on to. You know, so if you've got people, um, potentially there's, there's 5 million people that are at high risk of developing type 2 diabetes. And as I've mentioned, type 2 diabetes is preventable, so this is something that we can do something about. Every year on an annual basis, 200,000 people are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Um, so, so that's the scale of the problem that we're looking at. And with a growing ap- obesity problem, then that is likely to increase further and further. So we need to manage this in more ways than one. Obviously, this is a huge problem across uh, everywhere in the UK. So who is at risk? Who's most at risk? And what to risk factors are included with? So the people who are mostly at risk are people particularly if there's some family history of diabetes, with heart disease, stroke, high blood pressure, people of minority ethnic group particularly if they're of South Asian origin, African, African, Caribbean origin, and, and men aged over 40. So those are the type of people that are, that are at higher risk compared to the larger majority. With the advent of fast foods now freely available, then that has, and particularly within the younger audience group, um, within the third and second, third, and even fourth generation now, migrants, um, are resorting to a lot of these fast foods, and they don't realise the implication behind these fast foods because they're readily available. Um, they think it's the place to be at times in terms of, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's a cultural issue. It's a social place that they think, well, let's go to um, one of the, I'm not mentioning any names, <laughs> but uh, one of these fast places and have, have a burger or have a, some pizzas or things like that, really. So that, I think from that perspective... There has been an increase in their dietary habits of looking at foods that are not good for you um, because it, they've seen it as a thing to to be popular with. Um, and that has grown largely. So it has gone on to... There is a change in diet. So basically they have gone, as we've become more Western and more modern in their approach and their thinking and and their wider outlook, then a lot of these places, it's a place for them to, to go and eat and socialise, and so therefore... And, and also, they're becoming more affluent as well, so in terms of the... the well, not everybody, but there is, you know, there's greater access to um, some of these places because people are now more wealthier than they were 20, 30 years ago. What are the symptoms you want to look out for if you're working in a community pharmacy, which might indicate a patient has type 2 diabetes coming on? Yeah, so in terms of symptoms, then you need to be careful that are they going to the bathroom uh, frequently, more frequently than they 
did before, particularly during the night time, then that has to be reported. Have they got any blurred vision? Have they feeling tired, lethargic? Have they got any uh, fatigue in them? Have they got any sore gums or blurry vision? If you're feeling thirsty, that, that becomes, uh, you, you need to look out. That's a, a signal that you may need to get checked out. And uh, if you're getting any weight loss, um, all those kinds of symptoms that you need to look out for, really. Also, if you've got some kinds of cuts and, and infections that are not healing very quickly, then perhaps um, you might want to think, well, just have a word and just see that these are something that you've noticed that's more common. Is that um, more likely to be worse on the, the likes of the feet and the peripherals? Yes, yeah. yes, particularly around uh, toes and your arms and legs, but yeah, that particularly hands and feet is is key from that particular. And also, if you get any tingling in your hands and feet as well, really. Let's say I'm working in the community pharmacy one day. A patient comes up and they said they've been going to the toilet more than they usually do, and they're being quite thirsty. What should my next steps be? Yeah, so so your next step would be then I would want to refer you to the Healthy You program, which is through the doctor, your local doctor and the nurse, go and get yourself checked out um, and they will then look at your risk um, and assess your risk of, of type 2 diabetes, um, do a series of blood tests, um, <clears throat> monitoring your blood glucose levels, um, they do your um, blood pressure, they measure your weight, they measure your waist and circumference um, of your waist um, and Assess your risk, and then if you if they feel that you're at high risk, then put you into a program uh, after that, um, which would be going through to the Healthy Foundations Group, which is a series of support um, with trained people and expert professionals that would look at how to manage your diet individually according to what's best for you, and then the, and also your physical activity and how much exercise you're doing because that's important, and all these would be worked out according to your own daily needs and your own requirements and then have an assessment after six months see how you are and then with a follow-up after nine months obviously the role of diet and exercise can be a big one within treating type 2 diabetes not individually and i wouldn't suggest that if you thought someone had it you tell them to go on a more healthy diet and uh, exercise but if someone had been diagnosed, um, say through their um, GP or the groups you're discussing, and they've got diabetes and they said like you need to keep a healthy diet, they've been given a diet plan, what advice would you sort of provide around diet and exercise? Is it just what suits the patient? You've got to work it around the patient and their life style, really. It's not one size fits all, Chris, and I think we've got to be... Um, you've got to fit it around the patient's lifestyle, um, and it's not one size fits all. Um, some people have different dietary requirements. Some people have different work regime, work routines. Some people have different exercise um, likenesses and tendencies that they may want to do. Some people may want to go for walks. Some people may want to go to the gym. Some people may want to do a jog. Some people may only eat twice a day. And how are you going to fit that in? And what how is it working with your working life? So it it, it has it's a program that would be tailored to individual. Uh, requirements and needs and risks of developing type 2 diabetes. Recently there's been released the NHS Diabetes Prevention Programme. Can you tell me a bit more about that? It's the Healthier You Programme, um, which is a national uh, diabetes prevention programme 
in terms of type 2 diabetes and we need to be careful that we identify it as type 2 because that is preventable and it's a free program for those who are at risk of developing type 2 diabetes um, and it's it supports people to make positive changes to diet, weight uh, and physical activity and helping them to reduce their risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Um, you know, there's a Know Your Risk Toolkit that's available as well that people can have a look at um, online uh, at diabetes.org.uk. So this is something that, you know, you might tell the patient you can go check out your risk or yeah. diabetes. Or you could do it in your pharmacy. and, and You could do it for them in the pharmacy, so maybe yeah. you take them in consultation and yeah. sit in the computer. Yeah. And what, what, the, what is the benefit of sort of having them see their, their risk score? Do you think that would be like a wake-up call or just sort of something tangible for them? Well, to... I think it is it is then because it's identifying early. This The whole benefit of this programme is to identify early um, and therefore we can prevent type 2 diabetes if you're at high risk of it uh, developing. Um, and by knowing their potential risk, it, it is working with that patient and giving them sufficient knowledge to feel that they should be making further steps in terms of getting themselves checked out. It may be that the family risk, or, or, or having, it's, it's not just about them, They've, you've also got to realise that if there's any family history there, that they may not know that they are actually prone to having type 2 diabetes or at higher risk of developing type 2 diabetes, um, so it's important that they get checked out from that perspective as well, really. And so will that Healthier You programme work at reducing the risk of people who might have it, so like helping with diet and exercise and stuff like that, but it won't look at immediately sort of prescribing? No, it, it, would, it, it is there to prevent type 2 diabetes. If you're at high risk of developing type 2, type 2 diabetes, then... It's managing those risks so that you are not in a position that you're, you're, you're going to, to get type 2 diabetes. But it's unlikely then these people who are at risk that they're going to have any of the symptoms we sort of discussed earlier. Well, that's interesting because they, they may already have those symptoms, in which case they need to be referred straight to the, to the doctor. Um, so, again, this is early identification, but it's this referral mechanism, they may not need to be going into that programme at that point really, but at least it's another stop check for people to get seen to. So why do you think type 2 diabetes is increasing? So type 2 diabetes is increasing because some people have very busy lifestyles, they don't have enough time to eat healthy, exercise properly, you know, you just got to take us for example and there's lots of people like ourselves, so that's one issue. The other thing is that a British climate, it's not always attractive to go out and have a, have a run and a jog because that the weather may not permit it. Um, in terms of dietary factors, there's lots of fast foods available um, and some people who are on the move a lot, is it just a quick grab for lunch and and a, a bag of crisps and some coke and um, etc and, and that's it. So every time you're doing that, maybe more fats. Exactly. Uh, fats and more sugars. More sugars, more fats, um, and also uh, and obviously some of the other things like smoking also comes into it really. But I think there's a there's a multitude of factors because we are leading busy lives. We tend to neglect ourselves more so than we we think we do. 
Um, and therefore it's managing that lifestyle properly and effectively. And it's understanding the fact that type 2 diabetes, if you're at high risk, is that it can be prevented. But actually everything needs to be done in moderation when it comes to lifestyle, uh, dietary requirements, exercise, even alcohol intake really. Um, but it's how, how far you go. So social group, education becomes a key part. Um, our, are some groups that are more prone sufficiently well informed to be able to take those steps? Um, is there a, a peer pressure around them? Um, are there an environment where healthy foods and healthy options are not quickly and readily available where the fast foods are? Um, can they afford sometimes some of the healthy options? Uh, they can be more expensive. Um, and sugar also becomes a, a key factor, really. And how do you see the role of community pharmacy in helping these patients who either have type 2 diabetes or are at higher risk? I mean, the pharmacy is absolutely key to adding in, particularly if they've been on to this programme um, for Healthier You uh, for prevention of type 2 diabetes. They can support some of the dietary advice, the lifestyle advice. They can help with what, is, what constitutes exercise levels that are appropriate and reasonable and that are necessary to fit in with their plans that they've already had. So there they, they would be an extra support to the programme that they've already been engaged with. Um, but we are very good giving support and advice and signposting around healthy lifestyles, healthy diet, um, physical activity and exercise programmes. How would you like to see the role of the pharmacist improve? Yeah, I, I would say that they need to be in touch with their patients more and patients then bring in their family. So therefore they'd have a, a greater um, insight into potentially who else could be at risk and it's just advising them that that one person could then pass that message on to the family. I think with the, the way the pharmacist role is advancing, is engaging with communities um, and perhaps even looking at going to local community centres and conveying the message around the risk of developing type 2 diabetes and what it can do and sharing that wider. So I think from a health promotion perspective and also some of the things that they can do in terms of maintaining a healthy lifestyle. What are the sort of consequences of unmanaged type 2 diabetes? Because it's a serious condition that can lead to some really devastating complications, and these include uh, things like sight loss and stroke and kidney failure. Diabetes is one of the leading causes of preventable sight loss and the most common cause of uh, lower limb amputation in the UK, really. So these are things that you really need to be watching out for, so it can be very, very serious. That was Dr Mahindra Patel discussing type 2 diabetes and NHS England's Diabetes Prevention Programme. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe on iTunes or your preferred Android app. I'm Christopher Stewart. Thanks for listening.